Hi, and welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. I am Melissa Alguera, your personal identity life coach. Let's go to the podcast. Well, today I want to talk about why betrayal hurts so bad. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because, first of all, I've been betrayed. I know what it's like to be cheated on by somebody that you love and somebody that says that they love you and to be in that like confusion and that fog based out of betrayal. And, you know, I've done a lot of work to heal my heart and it's taken a really, you know, long time and several years, but I think the thing that, first of all, I didn't understand after betrayal is like, why does this hurt so bad? And what, like, should I be feeling so hurt? Should I just leave now that I've been betrayed? Um, Why is it so hard to leave? You know, these, there's a lot of questions that that happen when you've been betrayed. And so I want to kind of bring a different perspective from betrayal. Um, If you've been betrayed by your spouse, if you've been cheated on or your spouse has a sex addiction or something like that, um, or even with pornography, um, shoot, it could be financial betrayal. You know, I've heard so many things about different types of betrayal that feel very similar to um, betrayal trauma, where you've where you've had a spouse that has cheated on you or had a secret sexual life, um, where like you know somebody else that's had gambling or maybe they've uh, spent money or bought something that they felt very similar to betrayal, like it feels just like a betrayal. And so the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because of just what I learned. And I thought that this would be a great subject for today. So if you think about a parent-child relationship um, and how a child relies on that parent for survival, Think about a mother and a child. You know, that child needs to nurse off of that mother to live, to eat, to survive. And it needs the comfort of the mother, that skin to skin, to regulate their body. It needs to know that when it cries, that the mother will come to the child and tend to its needs. And, you know, I think that for the longest time there was in psychology this um, theory that, you know, a child didn't need the parent to survive, that uh, attachment was just for joy or pleasure. And this is probably why we saw a lot of kids, you know, going to boarding school and such, because they didn't need the parent. Or maybe at a certain age, they felt like, oh, the the parent isn't needed anymore. 
and they can just go off to school somewhere else. Well, what that did was create a lot of chaotic people because now the research shows that you actually need attachment for survival. Um, that attachment is not just a pleasurable experience or something that you just find joy in, but you actually need it for survival. And so when we don't get our attachment needs met growing up, when we feel insecure or don't have, or we have avoidant attachment or disorganized you know, that leads to a lot of broken relationships growing up because our adult relationships, we're supposed to build attachment. And when we don't know how to have secure attachment, we just do whatever we did growing up, whatever we got growing up, that's the norm. And so for somebody like myself, you know, I had pretty secure attachment. Um, I could bring my needs into relationship. I could bond with others. I could emotionally regulate um, with others and even myself. Um, you know, I, um, I had some pretty secure attachment. Now, some things were still missing. Like I had, you know, some insecurities in relationships because of things that I experienced when I was like an older child. But for the most part, I got in those real formative years, pretty secure bonding. So what happens when you are in a relationship as an adult and you go through betrayal? Well, if you look at it from the perspective relationships and attachment, if you look at it from the perspective of it being for survival, then you can understand why when the person that is supposed to be our attachment, who's supposed to have our back, who is supposed to look out for us, betrays us like chaos ensues. And that's because the person that it was supposed to be safe is no longer safe. They're the ones that stabbed us in the back. Now, if you think about this in a parent-child relationship, if a parent um, yells at the child because the child is doing a particular thing, that child may subconsciously stop doing that thing, even though um, maybe it was crying or maybe it's tantruming or whatever. And they, they'll betray themselves to keep the attachment, to keep that relationship because that parent is for survival. That parent meets that their needs. That parent is who they look to. And so a child will betray themselves. They'll stop using their voice. They'll hide parts of themselves. They'll push parts of themselves away. So that way they don't lose their attachment. You guys, this is serious. 
I mean, how many of us experience that having to push parts of us away so that way we can maintain our parent attachment? So even if our parent wouldn't actually physically abandon us, maybe emotionally they did when we behaved a certain way. Or maybe they wouldn't come towards us. And so these dynamics play out the same way in adult relationships. Our primary relationship as an adult is for our survival. And if you think about it from the perspective of a parent-child relationship, you can see why somebody who's been betrayed, like myself, found it really difficult to leave. Because the relationship was much more than just a relationship that I could just walk away from and say, see you later, buddy. Absolutely not. I had built years, over a decade into that relationship with two children. And the pain of the attachment severing, I mean, it really was, it was a, a rupture in our attachment. I mean, it's like uh, if you were glued to someone in a sense, and um, that person took a knife and like cut the glue, you know, it would be so painful, but you're still stuck to them. You're not completely removed from them. Like this is our system. This is, I'm giving you an outward experience of what our internal lives are actually like. We are wired to be together. And so the pain of betrayal, it feels like life or death because it's like cutting your survival. Like the, the thing that I have for survival is now no longer, no longer am I able to go to that for survival. Like this is where, this is where I've been actually killed in a sense. So can you see why betrayal is so painful? Now, somebody that, somebody that's able to, you know, cheat or um, has addictions where they cheat or they're, you know, they have a secret life with other things. Those people, you know, their attachment levels are very, very low. And when you look at it from a perspective like this, it kind of makes you zoom out. I remember this one time I had this dream about zooming out on the world. And I felt so small looking at the world. And this is very similar. When we can zoom out and see from a different perspective of what's going on, not based in cognitive distortions, you know, where we have our own stories or pulling out even uh, from some of our own traumas and working through those, even working through those traumas helps to see the perspective of what's really going on, why somebody would betray another person and actually risk their own survival attachment. And so, you know, 
until you can really grasp that understanding that a person is doing a behavior or a betrayal because they themselves have character deficiencies. Well, what does that mean? That means that the whole structure of how we're designed as humans, if those structures are not um, complete, then we will have these huge deficiencies in relationships. So um, if you have a person who, you know, is not able to fully attach to another person, does it make the person who is not being attached to the problem? Absolutely not. No, the person that is deficient in the capability to attach, that's where the problem lies. Now, this doesn't mean that they're bad. Even if they're doing really horrible things, I, you guys, I can say this with a clear conscience now. I can actually look at my own husband and say, you know what? He did some really bad things. And guess what? I know all of them. And so he did some really bad things. But I understand now how he could based on lots and lots of work and progress to understand his story, his experience, you know, the, the lack of attachment that he grew up with. And now they have tests and stuff like that too. <laughs> you can take attachment tests and you can see, wow, I'm really low on attachment. And so for most of us that have been betrayed, you know, we, yeah, some of us have, attachment issues. But a lot of people, there are a lot of people that have secure attachment. So then when you get hit by betrayal, it shatters everything because you were attached. And let me tell you, let me tell you something here. Attachment is healthy. That's healthy. Not having attachment is not healthy. It's not good for your mental health, your spiritual health, or your physical health. There's nothing healthy about somebody who can't attach to another person. And the reality is, is that it doesn't matter who they were married to or who was their partner. This would be a problem because they didn't get help with their issues. They didn't recognize the pain in their own lives that caused them to do a betraying behavior. And really, when somebody is willing to betray their own marriage or partner, they're really betraying themselves because they're sabotaging the very thing that they need for survival, which is secure attachment. It's the truth. So when I talk about the pain of somebody who's been betrayed, this is why it's so severe. It's not a piece of paper in your marriage, for your marriage, you know. It's not that that causes the pain. 
it's the fact that this was the person you were supposed to go to for survival and now they're not safe. So then what do you do? I mean, if your own person that you're supposed to lean on for survival is not safe, then who is safe? This is the reality for a betrayed partner. And then let's talk about the fact that some partners stay and there's continued severing and abuse going on. You know why they're there? Because they have attachment. (laughs) Nobody would choose to consciously stay with somebody that's abusing them if it wasn't for a reason. Now, there are situations where it there's a lot of unhealth, but I'm talking about somebody who had secure attachment and they were betrayed or somebody who had healthy attachment for the most part and they were betrayed. And I mean, even unhealthy people, like it still hurts just as much because they also have attachment. But the reality is, is that people stay because they, that's their survival person. And so when you've gone through something like this, it can seem nearly impossible to repair or heal something so devastating. I mean, really, it's like being tethered to somebody that you, at a certain point after betrayal, you don't want to be tethered to that person anymore. But yet there's a part of you that is, and it's so painful. And you know, I, I've experienced that. I know that pain. I know it full well. I know it on levels that I think would make people cringe. And I had to do a lot of work and I still have to do a lot of work to heal my heart after that. And fortunately for me, my husband did choose recovery. He did choose to start looking at himself. And really, in a lot of ways, it was a spiritual awakening that brought him to that realization that he was not in a good place. And I do thank God for that. However, I was left kind of for dead after, you know? And I didn't understand the pain. And I didn't understand why I couldn't just get up and leave. Like everybody had expected me to. And in a sense, all of this was a gift to me. The betrayal actually ended up being a gift. And the gift for me was this brought me to a place of recognizing all the pain that I had pushed away growing up in my 20s and in my 30s. I had so much pain that I had pushed away and this betrayal dropped the pain all the way to the bottom. I mean, it was like 
everything that I felt from childhood onward was ever present. And so I decided that, you know what, if I'm going to be feeling this, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to deal with everything. <laughs> and that seems crazy, but it wasn't because it led me to becoming a coach and it led me to being able to understand people, including my own husband. And I think that if we can see people from the perspective of they're not weak or stupid or anything for wanting to work it out with somebody that's betrayed them. If we can see it from the perspective of, oh yeah, like their attachment was destroyed and they're, they're in so much pain. They're already, they're already feeling dead after the betrayal, but to lose one more thing seems so painful. Now, I understand that, you know, if somebody stays with a person that is abusive or like, and the person is not getting help that's betrayed them, I understand there is limitations. And if this is you, I just invite you, if you're staying with somebody because, you know, they've wounded you and you just feel on the floor and broken, like, I know that pain. I get that pain. But can I just say to you that you're worth healing for? And if you feel like you can't leave your spouse because you do have that attachment, if you feel like you can't leave the person that's betrayed you, I really invite you to seek out your healing so that way you can become strong. If God forbid they don't ever get into recovery or if they don't stop the betraying behavior, then you can stand firm and strong in who you are and not keep taking the hits of betrayal. In conclusion today, you guys, this is why betrayal is so painful. This is for your survival. This isn't just some random boyfriend that you had for two months. For many, it's people that have been with their partners for years and had no idea what was going on. Maybe we can extend people a little grace. I wrote an ebook. It's called um, Support for the Betrayed. You can find that on Amazon if you're interested. It's like five bucks. If you know somebody that's walked through betrayal with infidelity or sex addiction, this is so good for you to read to help support somebody and understand why they can't just walk away. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and rate the show. Also, if you really, really enjoyed it, share it with a friend. If you also are looking for coaching, you can find me at www.identitylife.coach. 
And you can follow me on Instagram, identity.life.coach. 